0: Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Max Impact as we make a maximum impact for the kingdom of God. I'm your host, Teddy Caputo. Joining me in studio is my co-host, Xander Deakins. And if you were listening to the last episode, we left off with Cooper Cups a little excerpt on playing from victory not for victory and i wanted to just share that clip because right now we are in the midst of the nfl football season and we know that there's so many people whether they're christian or non-christian that love football here in the united states of america we wanted to just talk a little bit about that because there are christians that love football and many of you that watch football know most of the games take place on a Sunday, which is also the Lord's Day. So Xander and I were talking a little bit about how as Christians we should approach the football season and navigate it. So Xander, I know your mom's a football fan. She's a Jets fan and I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan. Yeesh. I'm very well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bleak for us. But anyways, as a Christian, what should our attitude be towards church church? and our christian obligation versus towards football on a sunday well let me add my two cents in i'm also a christian that
1: likes football <laughs>
0: yes uh, so <laughs> right. so we're so there's sort of our little
1: you know cards on the table here we we both like football i think it's the principle of doing anything on a sunday too it's like I want to say, like, there's nothing different about watching football on a Sunday than if you decided you were going to mow the lawn on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the principle. Now, the Puritans were very big about this. The Puritans didn't let you do anything else on Sunday. Mm. And I love the Puritans. I'm going to say that full volume. Love the Puritans. (laughs) Read the Puritans, please. But also, like, I don't think that that's necessarily the right way to go about things. I think really it's about the spirit of what you do. Like I Mm, I think of the, I think of the story in the Bible where Jesus heals the man on the Sabbath and you read in the text that the Pharisees actually kind of set him up for that, that they, they put the guy in front of him just so he can heal on the Sabbath. And then they're going to point the finger at him and say, Oh, you, you healed on the Sabbath. But then what he, what he says is, You know, which one of you isn't going to untie your donkey to give him a drink of water on the Sabbath? Or which one of you is going to leave the 99 to go save the one sheep? When God gave us the Sabbath as a day of rest, he didn't give it as a legalistic stricture of you, once you come home from church, you better sit down fold your hands and think <laughs> Right. this, this wasn't the, it's this, like you're grounded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This wasn't the idea with the Sabbath. The Sabbath was six days. You do your labor and I'm providing the seventh day for you as a day of rest and a day of reflection, you know? So, and okay. what does rest look like? I go to church on Sunday. I do worship team for my church. So I'm in church for both services on Sunday. And then I come home, I sit down, I turn on football and watch Patrick Mahomes light it up yet again. Mm-hmm. And the thing about football is don't let it become an idol. Yes. Just like anything, mm-hmm. don't let it become an idol. Yeah. When you're in church and the only thing you can think about is football. Yes. And the only thing you can think about is, oh, what what's going to happen today? You know, oh, Is mm-hmm. my team going to completely you know, just bomb it today? If that's all you're thinking about, it's time to get some priorities straight. Yes. And so I think just... You're free to watch football on a Sunday... I knew I knew people who thought it was just so very, very sinful that football was on a Sunday. And I mm. understood where they were coming from. But again, it's just if it's not overtaking your relationship with God, you're free to do it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the other thing, too, is as football has evolved in this country, it's not just on a Sunday anymore. They have Thursday night games. They have sometimes they have Saturday night games and then even Monday night football. So, you know, as Christians, our focus and our priority every single day should be God, whether it's a Monday or a Sunday or a Thursday doesn't matter. But to your point, I agree. I think that we should have the liberty in Christ to be able to watch football and enjoy the things we like to do on a Sunday so long as they don't take priority over God. You made a great point. Like are you sitting in the middle of the sermon and you're losing thought or maybe not paying attention to the sermon and something that God maybe is trying to speak to you because it's like, oh, did I did I set this person in my fantasy football lineup? You know, I'll be honest, I've definitely had that thought before. Um, Uh, I've
1: done I've done that, but not (laughs) not for fantasy football. I've done that though. Like there are multiple things in my life where I've caught myself in a sermon saying like, okay, when I get home, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write this today and I'm going to just focus on this. I had to catch myself and I had to say, no, no,
0: this is this is your time for the Lord. Yes, exactly. And, you know, Satan will always try to infiltrate our time with the Lord. Yeah. And so as a Christian, we need to recognize that. If, you, if I feel those thoughts coming in, I have to refocus and reset myself on Jesus. The other thing, too, is you can use football as community outside of the church. You know, we we covered Garrett Schrader and how his faith is really propelling SU, not necessarily with their performance on the field, but with how they carry themselves on and off the field uh, or or situations like Deion Sanders at University of Colorado. Uh, You know, that is the big spotlighted story right now in the country. And he is very outspoken about his faith. Uh, If you go on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now, um, and you see his Twitter account, He's really been tweeting about his faith and, and giving credit to Jesus. And, and you just see the impact he's made on that program. You know, just seeing stories like that, it's really amazing how football, yes, we definitely don't want it to prioritize our life over the Lord, but that football is a platform for the Lord. We're going to continue this conversation uh, another time, maybe with some other people. Thank you so much for joining us here on Max Impact. But before we go, since we're on the topic of Colorado's college football program and the transformation it's undergone in just one year under the leadership of Coach Dion Sanders who also goes by Coach Prime. I wanted to conclude this episode by playing this three-minute soundbite I heard in a recent interview Deion Sanders did with Pastor David Emmert of Celebration Baptist Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Now, if we're talking about making a maximum impact for the kingdom of God, you got to hear what Coach Prime has to say. Check it out. So you're meeting all these young men. And students everywhere, by the way, as we've just walked around campus today, everybody knows who you are. The pressure is on for you to reflect Christ in all that you do. There ain't no you're pressure. known. There ain't no pressure. So talk to me about what that there looks like. There ain't no
2: pressure. Like. Pressure? pressure? Mm-hmm. You know what pressure is? Pressure is a single mother of three with no man in the house. She just got fired or terminated from a job and she got to make ends meet and she got to feed those kids. Pressure is a kid laying up in the hospital that don't know his next breath, that don't even know if he's gonna make it to tomorrow. That's pressure. This ain't no pressure. This is a choice. And I've made the choice to everywhere I go, I'm gonna take Jesus with me. or I don't need to be there. If I can't take my God with me, why am I there? Why am I there? And God gave me so many Tools. He gave me so many gifts, so many talents, so many ways to touch and, and create and attract. I would be a fool about it and utilize all of them. And see, it's not about me, it's about us.
0: There are people from every walk of life who know who you are. Uh, there are people from every walk of life who'll probably see this interview. If you could say or speak to them about the gospel of Jesus Christ, what would you say to them
2: about your experience with Christ? I, I've trusted man. I've trusted woman. I've trusted child. I've trusted people, places, and things. And every last one of them have somehow, some way or another let me down. But not Jesus. But not Jesus. Not one day, not one time, no. not one moment. And I've learned to accept all things and all things. When I tell you all things, I don't have bad days. All my days are good. All my days of learning, uh, are there lessons? Are there things that take me from faith to faith, to glory to glory? Are there ways that, that, that teaches me and trains me how to reach and how to teach and how to touch, how to inspire, how to encourage and how to motivate? all these different things. I've been through private hell and and, and public hell and have had private success as well as public success. So everything is a learning tool for me and I'm gonna take every last bit of it and try to encourage and motivate others to come to know Jesus. I don't care what anybody would say, i know what works for me and i want you just like i go to a restaurant and tell you hey man there's some good food out here i'm gonna tell you hey man some good jesus over here